to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm your host, Irene Cook, and I'm going to talk about dieting. Of course, this is a topic that I talk about often, but interestingly, uh, as I help people get on track with dieting, um, oftentimes I find myself in a very interesting position. Um, I have members that are in my program. Um, I have members that are struggling while they're in my program, but yet when they first sign up, I have members that start with me um, and when they begin the program, they usually will tell me um, what their struggles are. Um, They usually include some history as to what possibly may have gone wrong in previous programs. Um, Certainly, if they were doing a program that is unrealistic um, and not sustainable, clearly that is one reason why diets fail. However, um, if you are doing a program that is realistic um, and sustainable, that is still not a foolproof reason Um, in which you will succeed. And even if you are uh, in a sustainable program um, or you are in a quick fix diet, um, I I find there to be a parallel in the reasons why people fail. Now, clearly, um, uh, your chances are going to be much better if you participate in a program that is conducive to your lifestyle, um, that is realistic, of course, um, that is sustainable. But if you uh, haven't listened to my podcast, um, I did one a while ago on the stages of weight loss. Um, Regardless of the program that you're in, regardless of, of what type of method you choose to lose weight, um, the start of a program is always the highest point of motivation. Um, And no matter where you are, no matter who you are, um, that beginning um, is where you are going to have that that spark of of motivation. The intensity is always going to be the highest. Um, Now, why is it so hard to keep the weight off. Uh, Not only is it hard to keep it off, but why is that motivation to keep going so difficult? Um, For a moment, several years ago, it looked like we had the answer. Um, In May of 2016, the New York Times ran a front page story on the findings from a study uh, that found out Uh, from the U.S. National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Health Disease that the 14 reality show contestants uh, that they tracked um, from the hit show, The Biggest Loser, 
um, they had tracked them for over a half a dozen years um, through the dieting and very intensive exercise. They each lost 50 pounds during their time on this television show. Um, and a couple had shed more than 200 pounds. Uh, this follow-up study showed that they had regained about two thirds of what they lost on average. Um, a handful ended up even heavier than they were when they first appeared on the television show. So this, this weight rebound came as to no surprise. Clearly, these dieters on the show had set themselves up with a very unrealistic and the most unreliable type of weight loss. Um, so, so what about people like us? What about people who go into a program that is reliable? Um, and I'm talking about people that are in my program, people that sign up for something with a coach, um, with all the resources, and we still fail. Um, or we lose that motivation. Um, and if you're listening and you are in my program or you're listening and you are vested in a solid program and you're scratching your head right now going, yeah, this is me. Um, well, first off, uh, it's everyone. So, so stop being frustrated. Um, dieters need to understand. Uh, it is normal physiology to lose that motivation. And I tell people this all the time. If you've never lost weight before, um, you have to expect that that motivation is going to drop. And when people don't understand that that motivation is going to drop, uh, they take it very, very hard on themselves and it dampers their soul. Um, we become very, very hard on ourselves and um, that causes us right away to veer off. Um, so, so with that being said, that is the very first thing. Um, but over the years, and certainly just even over the last few weeks, I had an interesting uh, epiphany. Um, I'm working with new people all the time who just start. And so they are on the high. They are on that 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 flying high, uh, motivational um, uh, high where they are ready to rock it and uh, they are ready to do anything to lose the weight. Um, and then I have people that have been on this plan for five, six, seven months or longer who are starting to teeter. Clearly, there are different levels of, of personalities as well. And uh, as, as I explored this, I, I put together um, a list of the top reasons why people tend to fall off track. Um, and and it, it is very much like a weight gain avalanche. Um, it starts off with a very small, minuscule um, uh, start. And if you don't intervene, um, whether it is with a coach, a counselor, a support system, um, an educated source of some sort, um, it is going to escalate to the point where you will gain back all of your weight. Uh, and if you're lucky, um, you won't gain back more than what you've lost. Um, studies show 
that 95% of people will gain back their weight. And certainly, if you do a fad diet, uh, if you are doing something um, uh, like a quick fix, if you're doing a crash diet, if you're doing something um, that is uh, dropping your calories lower than what they should be, over-exercising, um, eliminating a, an entire food group, um, skipping meals, uh, you're signing yourself up for failure. But if you're doing everything right, um, certain things along the way um, tend to become obstacles. So one of the things that I have found has been a huge derailer, and um, I actually have nine things on my list. So um, one of the things that I that I find uh, has has usually come up with people is um, we we move on with our lives, we start out strong, we start out with logging everything that we eat, and I always push that because the logging provides not only accountability but it provides a huge outlet of education. Um, it, it shows us what we're eating, but it also provides nutritional information for people. Um, so if you are picking up um, a, a pint of yogurt and you don't realize that the yogurt that you've grabbed, even though it says light yogurt on the front, might contain more sugar in it, despite the fact that it says light, um, than the plain Greek yogurt. Um, it, is, it is showing you, it is demonstrating to you why perhaps um, you aren't losing weight. So right out of the gate, I, I ask people to log. But um, I hear this often. When people stop losing weight, um, I ask, are you still logging? And I hear this all the time. I stopped logging because I eat the same thing every day. And so I figured it didn't matter. Um, wrong answer. Um, if I had to take a, 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 a tally on this, um, out of 100 people that tell me that, 99% um, of them will lose weight when I ask them to go back to logging. Um, because certain things happen when we stop logging. We stop measuring. We stop documenting all of the little bites and nibbles. Um, we stop being as precise with the portions when we stop logging. And also, uh, even though you're eating the same things every day, um, I, I've lived this before. Um, you might eat the same thing on Monday to Tuesday, from Tuesday to Wednesday, maybe that first week. But from week one to week two, that might shift a little. Um, from week two to week three, it might shift some more. And I'm here to tell you that when I stopped logging, my Greek yogurt with berries and uh, flax seeds um, tripled in size <laughs> from one week to the next. So, so you have to be very careful when you say that you've stopped logging. Um, you are more apt to pick up a couple handfuls of crackers and a bite of cheese when you're not logging. So don't fool yourself in thinking that logging is not important. It is the top reason um, why you're not losing weight. So if you're somebody that has fallen into that trap, do yourself a favor. You are working so hard. You are spinning every wheel possible. You are getting up every morning, getting on that scale. You are putting forth all of your effort. Put forth one more little piece of effort 
and that is log your food. Um, I say this all the time. If it is not in your log, it is a fog. And uh, like I said, 99 out of 100 people, when I ask them to start logging, when they tell me that, suddenly and uh, miraculously, I start seeing the, the weight shift. Okay. So, so that is, that is number one. Uh, number two, less is not more. Uh, our knee jerk reaction instantly is to cut calories. Instantly is to think that we're eating too much. Uh, we are programmed to think that fewer calories is going to give us a lower weight. Um, and clearly there is some truth to that. When you start a diet, if you are starting with a large caloric intake, we do need to create a deficit. But when you are being told by a professional nutritionist um, or a, a, a given source that you need a certain number of calories, um, less is not more. So often I look at people's logs and I see such small portions of food. Um, I, I, I see lunches that are under 200 calories. I see breakfasts that are non-existent. I see snacks that are, are, are just carrots and, and celery sticks. This is not enough nutrition to get your metabolism going. Um, and you can only sustain that for a short period of time. Uh, usually when someone is displaying this type of, of documentation, um, more than likely uh, there is a larger intake of food somewhere happening either on the weekends, uh, in the evenings, or not being documented. So, so less is not more. I cannot stress that enough. Um, I have a member right now who right away wanted to cut her calories. She was having a hard time losing weight. She's a runner. And I actually um, uh, influenced her to add more healthy fat to her diet. And uh, since she's done that, she's down eight pounds. So follow the rules of the program. Do not eliminate foods. Your metabolism needs a certain amount to get that burning going. All right. And, and going along with this, um, oftentimes when we eat more, um, we right away think that we're going to weigh more. Um, and this one uh, goes without saying, um, don't let the scale derail. Um, on any given day, you can get on the scale and you could see a, a number that's going to range anywhere within a, a, a five pound uh, range. Now, it, it's unlikely that you might see a five pound swing um, if you are weighing yourself at the same time every morning um, with uh, no breakfast after you've gone to the bathroom uh, with no clothes on. But I, I have seen people uh, weigh themselves in the morning uh, right out of the shower, no clothes on, on an empty stomach, and get upset because they've weighed themselves the next day, uh, in the middle of the day, uh, with clothes on after they've had lunch. Um, that is a complete misunderstanding of, of your weight. Because when you weigh yourself with clothes on, um, you're weighing the clothes. Uh, when you weigh yourself after you've had lunch, you are weighing uh, yourself with what you've eaten. So, so the, the, the measurement needs to be parallel. I had a conversation with someone the other day 
who typically weighs herself um, at eight o'clock in the morning. And uh, she had to get up early for a flight and she weighed herself at 3 a.m. And uh, she was three pounds heavier. Well, it was a really hard thing for me to get her to understand. But um, as someone who gets up every day at 3 a.m., I can tell you, when I get up at 3, I weigh myself. Um, I probably use the bathroom three times before it becomes eight o'clock. Um, and, and I, I empty my bladder three, three or four more times. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm not drinking any more water or coffee, but our, our, our systems don't, um, empty themselves completely. Uh, our, our digestive systems and our, our, uh, urinary systems will, will take time to dispose all of the the fluids that we have within us. So when I weigh myself at three in the morning, um, my body might have more fluid, uh, that it is taking time to, to drain out. So don't let the scale derail. Um, you have to look at the big picture. The big picture is, are you making progress in the long run? Um, on any given day, you're going to see that fluctuation. And I assure you, if you see the scale go up um, for no reason, then it's for no reason. And it will go back down. I absolutely assure you. But so often when it goes up, we take ourselves to the cookie jar and then it really does go up. Um, if you're just listening and joining us, you are listening to WHRULP uh, Hutley Community Radio, and I am talking about the top reasons why um, people unnecessarily gain back their weight. And these are all mindset um, reasons that can be avoided. And so, so along with the scale, um, uh, another reason why people tend to gain back their weight is um, they don't weigh themselves. Um, and this kind of goes right with that scale derailing. Um, the mental mindset of, of being afraid of that scale, uh, being afraid to see what that scale says, um, for whatever reason, either you are feeling a little fluffy and don't want to get on that scale, um, or perhaps you had a, a splurge meal, uh, perhaps you ate something high in sodium, maybe you haven't gone to the bathroom in a couple days, and, and you know that that number um, is not going to be kind to you, so you avoid it, um, which then causes you to avoid it again, um, and then again, and in between those days of avoiding it, um, our minds play terrible tricks on us. Uh, our minds cause us to think that we have uh, betrayed our diets when we really haven't. And I'm talking from personal experience. Um, I've, I've spoken about this many times before. The last time I gained back my 30 pounds was in 2016, and I avoided the scale um, from May until September, and I managed to gain 30 pounds. Um, and so, so the lesson here is, Face the music. Um, you're only lying to yourself. Uh, had I gotten on the scale after that one weekend, uh, the worst I would have seen is, is maybe a three to five pound weight gain. And I would have been able to manage that. And, and although it would have been hurtful to me to see that, it would not have been nearly as, as painful and agonizing as a 30 pound weight gain. 
Uh, so, so you're only in denial when you don't want to face the music. Um, and to kind of tie in with the scale, um, I've also paired up um, not weighing your food. Um, and so this is a really hard one for people to swallow because I really don't uh, expect people to weigh their food all the time. But certainly when you first start, um, you aren't capable of understanding portions. Um, portions are very ambiguous to us, and it is very difficult to understand what a portion size is. And I have been baffled myself, even to this day, when I portion out peanut butter and I see how little 100 calories is. So the true way of understanding your intake is to put it on the scale. And once you start seeing results um, and you see that that scale is moving and you feel that you can trust yourself um, to step away from weighing everything, um, then certainly you can step away from weighing everything. But if that scale stops moving, um, uh, meaning the scale in the bathroom, um, and you're not using a kitchen scale, I, I would tell you to go back to using a kitchen scale. And I assure you that the bathroom scale will start moving again. Um, they definitely relate to each other. And uh, back in 2016, when I was not using the bathroom scale, and I was not using the kitchen scale. Um, when I incorporated both of those, I managed to lose that 30 pounds in a flash because I was no longer um, hiding. And uh, that brings me to my next one. Uh, one of the, the big things that people often do um, when we are gaining back weight, and I'm not talking about when we have gained back weight. I'm not talking about those of you that are wanting to start a program, that feel lost, that don't know where to start. Um, I'm talking about people that have gained back a few pounds um, and uh, the avalanche has started. Um, you're up five, you're up 10, you're up eight. Um, uh, and, and this is a lesson that I learned the hard way and it is foolproof. Um, every single time I gained back my weight, um, and I did gain back my 30 pounds, uh, six times I hid, I hid from myself. I hid from the scale. I hid from everyone. And I'm not saying that I hid in the house behind bushes and camouflage. <laughs> I, I, I hid from uh, admitting that it was happening. Um, of course, I wore bigger clothes, but uh, I didn't talk about it. It was, it was uh, this, this very taboo subject. Um, I, I was uh, afraid that anybody would notice. Um, I acted like it didn't happen. Um, I skipped doctor's appointments. I did not want anyone to know. I wanted no documentation of it whatsoever. Um, and I, I was ashamed and it is, it is a very shameful thing, but yet it shouldn't be because this happens to everyone and, uh, hiding it is a, a point of denial. Um, and so, so that, that summer when I faced the music, um, I also broadcasted it to everyone. Um, and in my position uh, as, a, as a personal trainer and a health coach and nutritionist, um, it wasn't the easiest thing to do. But once I, once I wore it on my sleeve uh, and I told everyone that I had this, this issue that I had to fix, boy, was it that much 
easier to fix. Um, and so, so don't be afraid to reach out to your support system for help. Um, I have hundreds of people in my program that I know hide from me. Um, and so, so you have to ask for help, um, especially um, help from somebody that has helped you before. So, so hiding, of course, is not going to fix matters. In fact, I find that hiding usually um, prolongs the issue. So don't hide from you. Uh, don't hide from uh, your support system. Uh, don't hide from the scale. Um, get back out there and definitely fix the problem. Um, and then finally, um, and lastly, uh, one of the reasons that people typically fail is they, they don't look at that big picture. Um, and that's what you have to look at, that big picture. Uh, even when you're gaining back five pounds, you, you, you need to look at that big picture. Don't look at it as uh, five pounds that you're gaining that you're going to fix uh, on Monday. Uh, don't look at it as five pounds that you're gaining over the holidays that you're going to fix in January. Look at it as this tiny little snowball at the top of this huge mountain that is rolling down and you are not going to be able to stop it. Um, there is no force strong enough um, that is going to be able to stop this soon-to-be avalanche. And so, so therefore, the big picture is um, you need to face the music. You need to step forward and get those resources in line. You need to admit to yourself um, and get on that scale. You need to get your resources in line and in check. And I will tell you this, there is no way on earth that you won't see those results come back your way. So avalanche reversal, you can do it. So I hope this helped and I hope this helps prevent any future weight gain. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. Let's go. Your time is running.